welcome welcome everybody to a deeper perspective um, today we're gonna to be talking about the darkness how to use control and deal with your darknesses um, and uh, this might something be something that I'm going to uh, go on about on other episodes as well because there's more to go into here I mean this is gonna be kind of a short episode or a long one depending on what ends up happening <laughs> um, But a lot of people, what they try and do when it comes to whatever their darkness is, anger, annoyance. Like if you get annoyed at somebody or whatever it is, what they do is they either give in to it or they resist it. And um, both, both solutions don't work and are ineffective at dealing with the darkness inside of you. Whatever that darkness is. <clears throat> because if you resist it, it gets stronger inside of you, and you become unable to deal with it properly. If you are unable to observe it, become aware of it, um, and if you give in to it if you uh you know act on it like if say if you get annoyed at your boss and you start shouting at your boss and things like this you'll have consequences but not only that but you'll have you'll um have less impulse control than you did before there's some evidence that I've, that I've become aware of over the past couple of years is that suggests that if you you know end up you know doing something to compromise your impulse control like if you do something like punch the walls or something chances are that's going to um, weaken your impulse control for later on and then you're gonna end up doing it again or doing something else or doing something worse um, from what I've been told what I've heard from what I've looked at um, but anyways the the resisting darkness doesn't work because of what it does is it puts it like think of putting something in a box right like think of trying to put a, um a bunch of stuff in one box have you ever tried to put something so much in a box that you can't really close it very well well, imagine that, that you can close it in this case, but there's so much pressure on the box that it starts to show and it starts to uh, cause you bigger problems in some ways. Like, And then eventually the box will explode and you will explode and make things worse, ironically. Um, if you try and suppress it in, in that way, kind of way. So, what do you do instead? Now, this is um, 
very gonna gonna be very controversial because there's a lot of um, counterintuitive things here that for most people would don't really make sense and if if I try and explain this to them you know their answer their, their response is something like but I can't do this like if I do that I, I'll lose control and I'll lose you know my impulse control um and and yes this is something you have to be very careful with but if you do it right it actually ends up uh weakening the darkness doesn't mean it's not there but it's because it, it's being used in a different way in an indirect way not the way that it, it wants to be used but the way that you decide to use it it becomes a little bit less of a problem, right? Um, you know, like think about what would, what would it be like to just have water constantly overflowing. Like say you had that box, right? Like, let's think of the box as an example again, right? You close the box, it's really tight in there, there's a lot of pressure, and eventually one day the, the box might, you know, because it can't keep it all in for very long, it'll eventually open or eventually explode, and this stuff comes out, but it comes out stronger than before, right? And then imagine that you open the box, but instead of using the things for the direct things that they are, you use them indirectly or you use them to understand yourself and others or you just observe them or whatever it is. The things in the box, they seem less than they were. And the more that you do this, the less they become a problem and, and so on and so forth. So, how do you do this? And this is where we find ourselves in... Um, different lanes of of understanding because most people what they do is they say oh oh i have uh, dark thoughts about somebody or i have horrible thoughts that i i don't want to um think about those thoughts i want to put them in a box and you know because if i think about them i might act on them and all this other stuff right um and it's a possibility that what might end up happening is because you put them in a box because you compartmentalize your darkness it ends up becoming stronger ironically when you do this it becomes stronger um, you know almost you could almost think of it as like what happens if you have mold in your house like if you have mold in your house you you can't just leave the mold because it's gonna grow it's gonna get worse uh, you have to deal with the mold. You have to get rid of it in some way. And in the same way, you have you have uh, to deal with your darkness. You have to get rid of it in some way. Doesn't mean that you, you can't. Um, what I mean, get get rid of it. I don't mean like get rid of it in the way that most people mean. But um, that's come. That's for another episode. <laughs> so, how do you? deal with your darkness how do you get rid of it without resisting it or controlling it or using it directly so 
there's a there's a many different ways of doing this, right? But one thing that I've done before is I use it to deconstruct, and I will make an episode about how to deconstruct properly in another episode because there is a lot to go into there. But <clears throat> it basically comes down to how do you understand your darkness? You understand it by deconstructing it. You ask questions like, you know, why. You first can ask questions like, what is the darkness actually, you know, saying, saying, slash, telling me, like, because emotions are telling you something in a sense, like, they're telling you, like, oh, I'm angry, or whatever, but what is it actually telling you, like, I'm angry about what, and then you go, okay, so what is, why is, why am I angry at this, what does that mean, you know, things like this, you can deconstruct it in many different ways, but. I will be making an episode about this because this is a very important topic and I haven't really talked too deeply about it yet. But, <clears throat> anyways, so you deconstruct it. And by doing this, you understand it. You understand why it happens. Um, another thing that I like to do is I, I like to use it to understand why murderers might murder. Evil people might, so-called evil people, might be evil themselves. Because you look at how darkness works, and you look at the dark thoughts that might might enter your head, enter your head, and then you deconstruct it, and you look at it, and you go, "Oh, that's why people are the way they are." Sometimes, like they 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 just have lower impulse control than, like, say, myself or somebody else, um, for whatever reason. So, the more that you can do this the more that you can understand people that you, you you disagree with that they do things like murder or rape or whatever it is i don't really care what it is like i don't even care if it's about like the most heinous thing you can think of like if you can can look inside your thought darkness and see what it's actually saying you can extrapolate in sense i mean it's not going to be completely accurate because everybody's darkness is going to be different but you can extrapolate and 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 realize that this is what this person must be going through to to some extent and then you can understand rapists and murders and, and things like this doesn't mean that you excuse their behavior it just means that you understand what's happening uh, and you understand that their impulse control is less than yours probably because they have lack of a lack of principles and, and whatnot because they haven't been taught principles by people around them and if they have it's been in a very like inconsistent kind of way or whatever it is whatever it is um a lot of these people have like a lack of impulse control you know perhaps they have been taught morals and principles but their impulse control is so low as, a, as an individual that it makes it hard for them to you know, not do the things that their darkness tells them to do. So, another thing that's more, one of the most interesting things that I've, I've ever I've read comes down to uh, something <clears throat> called intrusive thoughts. So, what what I've noticed, whatever, what if, um, I'm, I'm, I've never actually experienced this, but what I've read is that some people, some psychologists and therapists what they'll do 
is that if somebody is uh, afraid of their violent thoughts or whatever, I think this mostly has to do with like a certain uh, type of obsessive compulsive. But uh, if you have a certain kind of violent thought or whatever, you might be concerned that you are a psychopath or a murderer or whatever. Chances are you're not, because if you're concerned about it, then you're probably not. That's usually the, uh, I mean, that's not necessarily a, a given, but that's usually true for one of those. Anyways, uh, so what they'll do is they say, okay, so what is your thought? What is your violent thought, urge, or whatever? And then what they say, what they do is they tell the person to uh, think about this thought in, in, in front of this person don't act on it just think about it or you know whatever there's there, there, there are different ways of doing this but basically where what it mean what it involves is like if you have a, have an intrusive thought that says that that wants to uh murder somebody close to you or whatever you think about it or you could imagine yourself doing this thing and, and and notice your reaction to this. Notice your reaction to what happens inside as well when you when you do this. Um, and there's different ways of doing this. Like I said, um, so there's there's ways that are more physical, like literally carrying a knife. Um, not so that you can do it, but so that you can you can see within yourself the reaction that goes, oh, this is wrong, this is bad, or whatever it is. Um, and this, what this does, is it it gives this thing less power. Like there's another kind of thing that they do for for fear. Uh, it's called exposure therapy, and basically what it is is like whatever that you're that you're afraid of. Let's let's just say it inspires for the sake of simplicity, right? So what they'll do is they'll um, start slow. They might start with like a picture of a spider, and you have to look at it for a little bit or whatever, and then they kind of build it up to eventually like you have a spider in like a jar and you have to look at it for a little bit and then eventually a spider is out in the open kind of thing you know things like this like you can kind of go into different levels of this depending on what the fear is like some fears are, are understandable but most fears like most of the fears that they're dealing with are like fears that really have no bearing on reality like some people have fears of like Um, I mean, I can't think of anything right now, but you know what I mean? Like, there are irrational type fears, like fear of, um, you know, certain words even, like, that's how it can kind of work out sometimes. And so that's really what this practice is for. And so in the same way, we're doing the same thing with darkness, but in a different kind of way. We're exposing ourselves to the darkness we can observe it or whatever it is. Um, <clears throat> so, the other thing to do is to just plainly observe it. Now, this might be harder to do because your mind is, is set on resisting it or whatever it is. Um, but, you know, just just try and observe this thought, if this darkness within yourself, whatever it is, your anger, your annoyance, your your violent urges, whatever it is, observe it. Don't let it take over you. Don't let it control you. 
um, but just observe it like I did tell you to do with your thoughts and your emotions. Uh, and if you feel the urge to resist what is happening, you know, just observe that as well. And if you feel the urge to control these feelings, these urges, or notice that as well, observe that as well, but, you know, don't actually act on them. And what I've noticed will happen is that eventually we'll find ourselves in a situation where the thoughts and emotions eventually will fade a little bit over time. It may take it. It depends on, and I don't want to. I don't want to uh, give you false illusions necessarily. But if any, usually, what I've noticed is that when you start observing thoughts and emotions, they fade within a couple of. Minutes at most. Um, but doesn't mean that's going to be true for you necessarily, but usually I've noticed that it will fade a little bit. Uh, and so this practice is to try and get you to just be with what is happening without resistance and without controlling it, because that's exactly what's keeping it in place. Uh, ironically, the resistance and controlling is what's keeping it in place. Um. and so you must be able to control or not control sorry but observe these, these thoughts these emotions these are just these impulses without resisting them controlling them or expecting something to different or expecting them to fade or whatever just just observe any of those things if you if if you um you know say to yourself that this thing is wrong or, or bad or whatever just observe that whatever it is what's happening just observe it um and i will be going deeper into some of these other ones probably in some some detail in other episodes but uh I just wanted to uh, do this short episode. So, if you uh, have any questions, comments, you can uh, find me on Twitter at Beyond Minds with a Z, or you can leave me a voice message on Anchor itself. Uh, this is a deeper perspective. And I'll talk to you in the next episode. <clears throat>